But uh, it's just like when you have an offense like that, with I mean, with or without Odo Beckham, they should be able to make some sort of progress up the field, and it just really didn't happen. So I was more just frustrated with the fact that like no one stepped up. Eli had max two seconds. That 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 was like the luxury for 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 him is two seconds without offensive line. But even so, the play calling seemed just just you know subpar like the play call like on a, on a big second down second and long was you're, him re- just you're really blaming the play calling though like i, I mean I'm, I'm not saying like it, it was it was it was a dud on multiple aspects of the of the game like even when eli had time to make something happen it was like it seemed like the play was designed around uh, around like a check down to shane vereen on on a, it just didn't seem right and like you're telling me that the dallas secondary is one to be reckoned with and it's not no it's not that it's one to be reckoned with but at the same time Look, I don't know how much of the preseason you watched. I I had the uh, the the I don't want to say the pl- I want to say the pleasure because it was <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how much joy I found in it. But I look at it like this. I look at it as we all knew going into this season what the struggle was going to be for this team. You know what I mean? We all knew that it was going to be the offensive line. Everything is going to be based on the offensive line. We know what the defense is. We know what their their identity is. They're a top five defense in the NFL. We don't have to guess on what the Giants' defense is. We don't know what that offensive line was. And during the Jets game, we all sat there. I sat there with uh, multiple members of the media, and we all said the same thing. It's not Eric Flowers in this situation. It's not. Oh, let me rephrase that. It's not all Eric Flowers. Yeah, I I watched <laughs> I watched John Jerry against the Cowboys the other night that first sack was all on him the pass rush was falling apart when John uh, when jo- with John Jerry during the Jets game they pulled John Jerry out and put Brett Jones with the starters and all of a sudden Eli had room to throw he had time to throw now again uh, this is not a smear campaign against John Jerry by any means whatsoever he's a, a nice level guy he's like a big teddy bear like, like you ever see my practice? You just want to go over to him and just like give him a big hug. Like, not me personally, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. So, with that being said, I, I don't. I guess maybe I'll go next. Uh, no, but you liked his replacement. I, I, I think his replacement does a better job than him. But you're giving John Jerry, you know, six million dollars or whatever hell he's making per year. So you have to give him that opportunity to earn his money. Give him the opportunity before you start bringing in the guy who's making $500,000 and who's busting his tail to make it work for you. Again, I get it. I understand it. The, uh, but, but for me to blame it on the play calling, you can have the greatest play calling in the world, but if Eli doesn't have time to throw the ball, you, it doesn't matter if it's the best play in the history of football. It's the old Statue of Liberty play. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not going to work. Sorry, I don't mean to like rip you apart about no, it. No, no, no. I, I understand. I just felt like when the when they he did have the time, that little amount of time, you know, time in, in giant sense is is relative. But it just seemed like there was nothing open. And then I mean, you're telling me the Cowboys secondary shut down Sterling Shepard, Brandon Marshall, Evan Ingram all, all at the same well, time. But if but if they don't have to shut him down, if Eli snaps the ball and all of a sudden a second later there's a Dallas Cowboy on top of him. It doesn't matter if Sterling Shepard is sitting there doing the electric slide uh, over by the 30-yard line. It's not going to matter. I don't know why I referenced the electric slide there. I'm sorry if I did. That's that's not my call. I, I'm just be thankful we didn't do the chicken dance. That's uh, I'm, yeah. I'm th- Please tell me you know what those dances are. Yes. Okay, thank God. You've been to like a bar mitzvah, you've been to a wedding, you've been to a party, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, good. Then the reason why I question, for those new listeners, the reason why I'm questioning this with Anthony is because 
there are you know Anthony like I'm 37 years old I'm like I'm like an old man when I walk around campus I'm surprised I don't have a walker <laughs> and Anthony you know what year were you born 1996 okay do you realize the Chicago Bulls won their fourth championship in 1996 I do okay and, and I was me, I think what it's because I was born you know good luck yeah okay I'm saying that I was like in depth in basketball at that point in 1996 okay I was in high school that disturbs me that I'm you know that disturbs me too he <laughs> wasn't around for go New York go New York go oh yeah you missed you missed the golden age of Knicks basketball of, of the and 90s the songs oh yeah I mean, I never even heard of that. So, yeah. yeah what was <laughs> well, what was classic back then? I'm sorry. We're now we're just getting off topic, but uh, hence the name of the show. But like you know, one of the things that I remember um, with the Knicks was that the crowd was so ruckus during those '90 playoff rounds. So when they had the defense chant going, you heard it through the television. Like you heard that defense, like the whole crowd was screaming it, and uh, that all ended with Patrick Ewing, you know, bouncing it off the back of the. Uh, the back rim with the l- missing a layup against the Pacers, but that's okay. I thought it all changed from that point forward. <laughs> you missed it when uh, Starks don't. You'll never see uh, the Garden shake like it did. I mean, listen, all I've seen in Knicks basketball is just put- putrid <laughs> play. So. It was Starks over Jordan and Pippen. Cartwright was coming. Oh my God, those are like good times. No, <laughs> yeah, good, good times, good times. Um, so, okay, so Wendy, what was your take from Sunday night? So I'm going to reel everybody back in here. Um, what was your take from Sunday night? Well, I, I know you had you had the big party going. You had everything else ready to go. What was what happening there? As far as Eli, he could have caught some more audibles. I mean, seeing what you got up there, I just think that a lot of times the shuttle passes for like five yards. We're on third down, third and 12 or something. You're throwing for two yards. The rushing is just ridiculous. Come on, 35 yards? Well, well. Here's again. You need the offensive line to correct. Okay, you need. Uh, I'm not insulting the job that they did by any means. Again, they did. I don't want to say they did the best they can because it just it didn't. It just felt like it felt like a big bubble was bursting for the Giants. But this was the one thing. Again, it's me being cynical. And I don't like. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm actually hoping. I'm using the right phrasing with cynical. I think you are. Uh, thank you very much. And so I think at this point. I am being harsh on them because at the end of the day, I love the pickup of Brandon Marshall. I love the drafting of Evan Ingram. I love the moves that they made. I love the fact that they're setting up Davis Webb to be a quarterback of the future. I like Gallman Jr. I think he's going to be awesome too. I think this is going to be, I think they got some very good pieces. The only thing they didn't address was the one thing which was the biggest problem from last season was the offensive line. Now, Eric Flowers comes in this camp better shape this year. He played tremendous, tremendously better than he did last year in the opening game. It was not that he, he only had a couple of little instances here and there where it didn't work. My problem is this, and this is the part where Anthony's going to roll his eyes at me. I can't just sit in there and say that it was play calling, th- why they lost that, fo- that they lost that football game. I have to say... It was enough blame going around. The only people who really don't blame, I can blame there, is the defense. From the defensive side of the ball, you gave up one touchdown pass, only one. You gave only only gave up one touchdown against that Cowboys offense while they were on the field. Twenty-one out of the first thirty minutes in the first half. 
that's damn good defense. That's a great defense. Well, that's why I say it's like a deja vu. Defense looks the same, but the deja vu bad part is the offense. The old line looks the same. But it's, so, it's, it's but w- my question my now my question is, and I'll ask this question on Monday, win, lose, and draw, because apparently today at practice, you know, we'll talk with James Cratch, who's at practice all week this week, what the reaction of the team was. I don't buy it. I don't buy that the pressure is on. I don't buy that this is all of Odell not being there. I don't. I'm not buying into this panic mode. Because, like I said to you guys before, I'm cool, calm, and collective about it. It's week one. Because if for those who don't remember, the Giants lost to the Cowboys in week one last year. And how did they finish up? 13-3. and three. What are we doing? Not only that, but remember our runs when we won the Super Bowls. Yeah, our uh, records weren't great right. in the beginning. Uh, well, nine and seven, I think. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. Wor- oh, oh yeah, yeah the, oh, like the, the yeah the the Giants we were Owen Owen two during the uh, 2008 season. In fact, Anthony, can you look that up? Uh, Giants 2007 2008 season, with the start, and also the 2011 2012 season. What the f- the record was in the first four games. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in in like reality. I'm not going to come on this on on this show and sit in there and try to develop s- stories and try to push people's buttons to try to get them to uh, get all fired up and worked up. And by the way, if you guys want to call in, it's 201-825-1234. I'm not going to sit here and try to manufacture reasons for people to complain. I'm going to tell you like it is. It's week one, everybody. It's the same thing with fantasy football. It's week one. In my eyes... You, because of the way the NFL training camps are set up, and the way the preseason is set up with players sitting out and not playing and they're not really doing much of practice, it really takes about four weeks for you to really see what a team is. If we, if we gouge, gouge, if we gauge everything from where from the last four games from last season, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles would have been in the Super Bowl because they were they started the season four and zero or three and zero. Okay, so or three and one. So. I just don't buy into this whole panic button after game one. Well, I'll agree with, you know, you got to consider the first three weeks of September almost like an uh, expedition too because you got, uh, you know, players who haven't played in eight months and now they haven't played that much during training camp and preseason because you got to get that roster down to 53. So the superstars don't play as much as they should. So come September. But I will give them this, the Giants, for week one. Odell Beckham Jr. was not playing. Not to say that there would be a major difference, but I'll tell you this. If the Giants won and Elliott wasn't playing, you would have every Dallas fan saying, if Elliott played, it'd be different. So I'm not saying that the Giants would have won because the O-line still looked like the O-line and OBJ can't help out the O-line, which he could. Hmm. But... We still want him playing. You know, they're talking about Marshall and get Paul Marshall. Let's have OBJ back in there with Marshall, with Shepard, and then we'll see more options for Eli. Yeah, again, the Odell Beckham thing, that's a whole other conversation. Anthony, do you think he should have played? Mm, I, I don't think so because, like I said, it's week one. Like, I think I think the Giants are more than capable of beating the Cowboys without him, I thought. But apparently not, and this, if anything, OB just added maybe another zero to his to his uh, demand for this new contract because he saw how. I don't buy that. 
No, I, but he himself said he wasn't. You know, he himself didn't think he was good enough to play that game. Yeah, so I mean, if just he no decides for that for the, the prima donna to decide, you know, I'm not good enough to play, that's when you know he's not good enough to I play. I believed him, and I didn't want him to play if he if he couldn't. Like uh, like I said, you saw the way he reacted right after the injury, the, the night of the injury. He said, like, uh, yeah, I'll be all right for Dallas. Like, he didn't think anything of it, but it turns out it was. So there's no reason for him to sit out. Why would he sit out against Dallas? Like, there's just no reason for it. Like, I'm glad he didn't play, given the fact that they said that he shouldn't have. Because what happens? Like, what happens if he gets hurt on like the third play? Would you play? Mm, I mean, if I if I can't, then I can't. Like, I, I think that would have happened to you. You would have been a body cast. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> probably. But I'm just. I'm, what happened to Anthony? Sprained his ankle. <laughs> why did you? Why is he in a body cast? Because that hurt. Yeah, it hurt. And then who knows? Like, oh, so what's the deal? Like, let's say Odell in the first quarter, he he tweaks his ankle. Now he's out for another four weeks. But these these are real. Well, yeah. Possibly the there's there's yeah. there's a lot of what ifs and what you know what is it? What can it be? I'm just a firm believer of. Look at it. Look at it for what it is. It was game one. The team obviously struggled. We're not there yet. It's a work in progress. Did you have to get those records? Yeah. In 2007, they started 0-2. In 2011, they started 2-0. So different... Uh, a different different starts. Different starts. But in uh, 2011, they were pretty rocky. So it's not like they had like stretches of just... No, they. I think they, 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 sta- they, they started off 4-2 four and two, four and two. Uh, in, in 2011. Because in 2011 they uh, they beat the Patriots, and then after they beat the Patriots, they lost a few games. They lost the next three, right? Three. They lost the next four. They lost the next four games, and then broke the streak against the Cowboys. They broke the streak against the they Cowboys. That was that was yeah that was the GPP tip. Yeah, that was the field goal tip. Yeah, that was the field goal tip, and then um, they lost against the Redskins. The Redskins. And then they beat the Jets. They beat the Cowboys. Then they beat the Falcons. Then they beat um, beat the Falcons. Beat the Packers. Beat the Forty Nineers. And then beat the Patriots. Again. Well, I don't even know why you asked me to look it up, Randy. He kind of just. I just didn't remember how they <laughs> started. I, uh, like once once we had the JPP tip, that's when I knew yeah, where we yeah, were. He, because he was go time after that. Yeah, like not. And, and by the way, that Sunday night game against the Cowboys, that the last game of the season, that was for the division. The winner got went to the playoffs. The winner went home. I'm sorry, the loser went home. And what I remember was me- that was the loud no I, I think that night was the loudest I ever heard MetLife through television through the television that was the loudest I've ever heard MetLife Stadium for football seeing Jerry Jones's face after that was honestly just like one of the most oh it was like a Christmas player. present for all New York Giants like, fans I was like hold on Jerry right there I want to frame this in my house to see how upset you are <laughs> yeah that was, yeah that I, was I, amazing. I, at the end of the day it's the all about how sad Jerry Jones is well, if you think back to the 2007-2008 season uh, for the Giants, they were in the playoffs going into that you know th- into that final game against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots were going for for perfection during that season. The Giants got up to play them, and them losing to the Patriots, I felt set them up for that Super Bowl that mm-hmm. year. They went into Tampa and destroyed Tampa Bay. They went into that Dallas game. Uh, in Dallas for the playoffs, where uh, Terrell Terrell Owens told the media, "Get your popcorn. popcorn we're gonna have a show." I, w- I was at that game actually. <laughs> you were in Dallas? Yeah, I lived in Texas for two years, so my dad took me to that game. What was the atmosphere like? Well, 
I'll tell you what, I was a lot happier than the people around me. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I was uh, I was in a box, so I wasn't like out there in in the seats. But you could definitely tell like they had all like their like their towels. Everybody was like white out. Like everybody's ready to go. You know how Dallas fans are. So like they're all oh like, they're terrible. They're, they're they're terrible human beings. So <laughs> all around really. So like I was in the end zone. I was like in the box over the end zone where R. W. McCorders intercepts Tony Romo uh, on, on the last drive. Man. I love that. Like, oh, you have to understand. I was in Morristown for that game, and I was at a bar with my buddies, and we were watching. You know, if I told you who we were watching a game with, you wouldn't believe me. We were sitting at the Frog in Morristown. Mm-hmm. For those who know the Ju- New Jersey area and know the Morristown area, the Frog is like one of the oldest classic bars in the area. The guy who doesn't drink was hanging out at a bar watching football. It's it's great. So I'm sitting there with my buddy Gary and his fiance at the time, now wife. And we're watching the game, and we're all getting fired up. And over, like, three tables over, we noticed it was Robert Randolph from Robert Randolph and the Family Band. So he was – you guys never heard of them, huh? No. Nope. Don't call – don't say I'm young because I'm older than you. I know. So, okay. So I'm uh, we're all, I'm like, all fired up. I'm like, wow, that's Robert Randolph. Robert Randolph goes – goes, yeah, like, right after the touchdown, I went over and just gave, gave him a high five just for the sake of giving him a high five. And he goes, he goes, he goes get this man a drink. And I was like, buddy, I don't drink. He's like, you should start today. I'm like, no, man, it's not going to happen. He's like – all right, well, I'm going to get your table a drink. I was like, they drink. Go ahead. I'm driving. <laughs> it's all good. We're all, we're all good, man. Rock out. Anthony's like, is it too late to get me a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take one. Yeah, yeah, I'll take one, sure. So um, so anyway, we got we lost track. So your your perception from the Giants on Sunday was, I'm sorry that we just I just feel that they're going to get better because they have the talent. Now it's just a matter of them almost taking that talent and putting it together. You know, it's one thing when you don't have the talent, but it's another thing when you do have that talent. But it's going to go heavily on Reese. You know, mm-hmm. I understand he had $200 million to spend on the defense. So if you didn't get that together, you'd look like a fool. Right, but if This you... time he didn't have the money, but it's still going to get put on him. Okay, but what were you going to do? Because this was not a good draft class for offensive linemen. There was, this wasn't a good free agent class for offensive linemen. So you're either making trades from assets that you already have that you need. Like you're not going to move. Um, this was Joe. You know, R- Joe Rubach uh, said this to me a couple weeks ago because when I mentioned the offensive line to him, I'm like, he sa- I asked him how fired up he was for the season. You know, Joe. Joe was like, Joe's like Superman. He's like, yeah, let's go. Like there's actually a great video on his Facebook page. I'll see if I can find it. So during break, um, I can show it to you guys. Joe was on the field on Sunday in Dallas. So all of a sudden, there's a video of him on a Facebook Live video of him. Landon Collins comes over to him before the game, and he's giving Landon a pep talk. <laughs> and then when I messaged him last night, and I'll actually read the messages that he and I were discussing last night here, because I have Facebook up. Um, I said to him, I said, uh, I said, hey man, hope all. I said, okay. I go, yo. He goes, yo, yo. I go, how how, how goes it, buddy? He goes out to out to dinner with Landon Collins. And I was like, all right. That wasn't a message I wasn't really name, expecting. Name drop. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, well, I'm having dessert with Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real Lawrence Taylor. It's my buddy named Lawrence, and we're just his middle name's Taylor. It's Lawrence Taylor Smith. Yeah, that's it. That's who I'm having lunch with. Jerk. No, I'm <laughs> with all, So, um, anyway, James Crash, game, James Crash from NJ.com, Star Ledger. going to join us in about three minutes uh, here on the Level 1 Gaming Hotline. Level 1 Games is located in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Go to Level 1 Games right now. 
You can relive your childhood and take your game to the next level. They have all the systems, systems PS1, 2, 3, and 4, as well as Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Nintendo. They have all the Nintendo systems there. And, of course, if you're a fan of Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, they, they, they have Magic and Pokemon Game Nights. It's awesome. Check out Tim at level1games.com. That's Level 1 Games. Take your game to the next level and relive your past. Okay, so I guess I'll give my full take again on the Giants. Uh, it's week one, guys. Week one, I, I guarantee you, like like Eli said during his press conference this week, there are 16, game, 16 teams right now that are 0-1. How come the focus is all on them? Week one doesn't really mean a lot to me. I don't know how it feels to, it means to you guys. To me, the exciting part for me on Sunday uh, was that Tiffs in Pequonic, which by the way, there's a free plug for Tiffs in Pequonic, uh, had 50 cent wings on Sunday and on Monday. So uh, that was my favorite part of the weekend for football is the fact that I had 50 cent wings. That's how much I'm really, 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 really concerned about week one of yeah, the Yeah, but NFL. you still, you want to look at it. You want your team to win. You want to see good yeah, plays. Of course I'm not you even want your... Even if your team loses, you would like to see, you know, at least not staggering numbers. You would like to see I the rushing yards, even if the line is, you know, not holding up. We'll we'll go in more with the line when James is here, but I will be 100% honest with you. I think I just don't like the panic button right now. I just, it's not... It's not me. It's but is anybody pressing that red button? Or are they just saying they're disappointed and they want to see change? Oh, well, of course everybody wants to see change. Do you think everybody wants to have another season where the Giants go seven games and not scoring by not scoring 20 points? Let's bring in my good buddy James Cratch from NJ.com Star Legend. James, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm excellent, Randy. How are you? Uh, listen, I, th- I thank you very much for giving us a few minutes uh, tonight. Listen, I, I, I love the fans' passion. I love... Everybody's passion about 0-1 and um, the panic button being pushed. But I'm just a firm believer, and this is where you and I are going to different because you're around the team all the time. I'm not in panic mode. To me, this was week one, and there's still a lot of kinks to work out. What was practice like uh, this week, and am I totally off for thinking this way? No, you're not off. You're right. It is week one, and I think the Giants still have a lot of talent, and they can still have a wonderfully fine season, and they probably will, but... I definitely think there should be a level of concern because it's only week one, but it's also kind of week 20. Uh, this offense is just not good, and it hasn't been good for, as you said, you know, I was calling in, you know, seven straight games, about 20 points or less. Uh, the offensive line has been a problem. They have major fundamental issues here, and adding Brandon Marshall and Evan Ingram and Shane Smith, the fullback, and Red Ellison, uh, didn't help out. And look, they're going to be better once Odell gets back on the field. But I don't, I mean, I don't, I think you're asking a lot if you think that Odell is going to sprinkle fairy dust all over this and they're going to score 30 points a game. Well, I agree with you on that. But my question to you is during the Jets game, the Jets preseason game, every single one of us all said the same thing. We all noticed a major difference when John Jerry went out and Brett Jones went in. Why wasn't that move made on Sunday night? A couple of reasons. One, you know, when I went back and looked at the film from that game, I felt that Brett Jones did not play as well, uh, snap to snap, as, as maybe it looked live in person. And the second thing is, look, the Giants, they have a lot of belief in John Jerry. He's a guy who has basically been their starter for the last three years. I, you know, he, he came in, started 16 games 
Uh, they had Jeff Schwartz in 2015, so I think Jerry ended up only starting eight games, but he played a lot at all 16. He started all 16 last year. They re-signed with a three-year deal. John Jerry is going to get a lot more you know, leeway than fans would hope, but I, I do think that, you know, look, and they might have to make a change on Monday night because of Bobby Hart's ankle injury. John Jerry's the guy who I would say is the most likely to lose his job if it came to that, but they had to make a move on their own accord because of the way the, the, way the roster is constructed. They're, they're a lot stronger at the guard spots than they are at the tackle spots. But they, they like John Jerry. There's a reason why they brought him back, and I just think that they're going to stick with him until further notice. Jones is a guy I understand he excites a lot of fans, but I think if you, if you go back and look at that tape and on second thought, I, I do think there's some limitations with Jones. And over the long haul, I think there's a risk that he'd kind of get exposed if he was the guard you know, long term. Now, that was the negative side of Sunday. Let's look at the positive side from Sunday. The defense, what an effort. Um, yes, they gave up 19 points. But for the amount of time they were on there to only give up one touchdown, what was the general feeling this week of practice with the defense only giving up one touchdown compared to what it could have been? I think the defense feels great. You know, they, they Giants believe they have a very good defense, one of the best in the NFL, and they do. And I just think that the, the key for the Giants now is the offense is going to have to step up and match that defensive effort because you give up 19 points to the Dallas Cowboys, you should be able to win the game if you're the Giants. And the last place you want a defense to be in is last year I felt, you know, the Giants defense went out there and said, okay, if we give up, you know, 17 to 20 points, we should win the game. Well, now it feels like the defense could be a situation where it's like, if we give up 13 points or less, we win the game. You don't want to get in a situation where suddenly 17 points is too deep a hole for your offense to dig out of. Because it's the NFL. Most every week, every team is probably going to score at least two touchdowns. Talk to me also about the, I guess, the injuries that came around, you just said Bobby Bobby Hart. Who else uh, was nicked up in practice this week? That's about it. I mean, Keenan Robinson remains out in concussion protocol, but uh, him and Bobby Hart were the only two guys that didn't practice. Of course, Odell was limited today, but this Giants team is very healthy, which is a great thing. But you know, it just kind of goes to show you that you know they've been had some really good health last all of last year and now so far in the preseason and in week one. That's something that, you know, I, I do think that, you know, the training staff plays a role in that and having younger players plays a role in that. But there's a little bit of luck involved, too. So I think the Giants have to be mindful that, hey, you know, hopefully this injury luck continues. But if you're 0-1, staring at potentially 0-2 in the face and some guys start to get nicked up, you know, things can kind of get away from you. A lot of it was made about the signing of Brandon Marshall. Marshall was not even a factor um, during the first game of the year against Dallas. What was his attitude like? I saw he met with you guys today. Uh, how is he doing? What's his mentality? He's not because it seems like last year he sort of gave up halfway through the Jets season. I think Giants fans don't want to see it get to a place where he gives up on them. What was his? What was your take of him today? He's very positive. You know, he's very even keel kind of approaching. Look, I, I think there's a lot of things that happened on on Sunday night with Marshall. I, I mean, obviously, Giants didn't seem to get him the ball. I don't understand still why they made no effort to kind of, even if you're forcing a pass him in the red zone, you have a six foot four wide receiver down there. That's where you use him. You know, he had to drop. You know, there were some plays where I didn't think he got very open. Uh, there are other plays where I think he got some separation and Eli just couldn't get him the ball because Eli made a poor, you know, poor read or Eli had too much pressure in his face. So I, I don't know if it's really time to worry about Marshall yet. I think if definitely if this continues and, 
you know, Odell's not back on the field and he's not getting involved, then you're going to have an issue. And I, I do think that, look, Brandon said all the right things since he got to the Giants, and, and the Giants love him, and they've really kind of supported him and, and praised him so far. I mean, they're thrilled what they've got. But, you know, that, that what happened to the Jets and elsewhere is part of his story, and I, I do think it's something people have to be mindful of. But right now it, it, it's way too early to kind of get worried about the Marshall situation. Was there any talk of the play calling uh, over the, over the week? As far as because Anthony brought it up here before that he there was a little bit of concern from him about the play calling situation. Uh, a couple times on Sunday, it looked a little questionable. You know, this remembers uh, kindly of the to- Tom Coughlin's final year. You don't want to start getting into a situation where people start questioning play calls. Was that a topic at all during the week this week? Not really. I mean, it was to an extent. You know, Ben McAdoo was asked a question about it today, but look. Ben McAdoo is not going to stop calling the plays until ownership tells him he has to. And I don't see that happening in midseason. I mean, that would be a kind of off-season thing. So he is, he is adamant that it's in the best interest of the Giants and him as a head coach to call the plays. And I agree with you. Uh, the play calling has been suspect at plenty of junctures last year and last week. But he's, he's hell-bent on calling the plays. He thinks that, you know, that's why he got hired. That's what he's best at. So... Uh, unless ownership intervenes and tells him that you know he needs to hand off that responsibility, uh, he's going to keep it. But no, you're right; it's absolutely a concern because is, there's a lot on his plate now. He was just an offensive coordinator his first two years with the Giants, and they had a great offense, top ten both years. Now he's the head coach; he's he's running the whole show, and the offense has taken a major step back. So it's definitely something that should be brought up, and is going to be brought up. The team continues to struggle on offense, but I think Ben is pretty hard set that he's going to call the plays until. Someone above him says he can't. Is Paul Perkins the real answer in the running back room at this point? Because it looks like Shane Vereen, more towards the third quarter, took a lot more of the uh, of the work as far as the backfield was concerned during the third quarter on Sunday. Yeah, Shane Vereen played 31 snaps on uh, on Sunday night, and the Giants threw on all 31 of them. Uh, that's pretty predictable. No, I, I think that there's a good you know part of it was the lead, the situation, the game. But I def, I you know, I, I think we talked about this during the preseason when I came on. Uh, I'm not sold on Paul Perkins yet. He's a fifth round pick, you know, who has had 112 uh, carries and one start as a rookie. Uh, he showed some flashes, but I, I think that there are some questions. And you know, Vereen's a guy who's had success in the Giants. Has let him run the football. We know he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league. And then Orlan Starkwa. I mean, every time the kid gets on the field, he impresses. And at some point, you have to wonder. How many times do we come back after a game and say, Darkwa played really well, they should get him the ball more, before they actually get him the ball more? So I think the Giants have some questions at running back, and I'm interested to see how McAdoo deploys all of them on Monday night against Detroit. So uh, obviously you're thinking we were going to get into the end zone on, uh, on, on Monday. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to get there. I don't think the Giants are going to get there a lot, but I, <laughs> I would assume they're going to get there once or twice. Okay, so that that's a good thing. Now, I guess uh, my usual weird questions to you that I, that I always throw out at you: uh, How was the trip down to Dallas? What, when did you get down there? Was the food good? What, what was the, the Dallas experience like for you? I got down there uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, the food was good. And you know, Dallas is kind of a, is a can be a, a peculiar road trip. I don't think a lot of fans necessarily understand it because you're not really going to Dallas. I mean, you're flying into Fort Worth. You know, or excuse me, Irving, I believe, is where the airport is. You have Irving and Fort Worth and Arlington and Dallas and Grapevine. So uh, it's a very kind of spread out area. Uh, most We all kind of stay at, at the Marriott by the airport. 
because it's a straight shot right down the road to where the Cowboys play in Arlington. So it's not like a, a usual road trip where you kind of stay in the city and get out in the city and can walk around. It's kind of, you know, Metroplex. They call it for a reason. A lot of sprawl, but the food was good and you know, obviously glad to be back home. Uh, basically, you're home for the next two weeks because the Giants are going to play the Eagles in week three. So that, that's a pretty easy trip for all of us. But kind of the Giants' really good road trips are kind of back into this year. Two trips to the Bay Area and uh, trips to Denver and, and Arizona as well. Well, how was the, you know, you and I are always talk about the stadium food also. Talk about Dallas Stadium's media media dining. I always, I'm always fascinated by this. I don't know why, but I am. Uh, it's excellent. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, Jerry Jones does not spare any expense. Uh, excellent carving station. Really good prime rib. Oh, that's all. See? See, Anthony? That's why you have to start covering, uh, you have to start covering stadiums a little bit more. Well, yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it at Rebel Arena when I went. But yeah, I, I, when I was at the game in two thousand seven, and the, and the against the against the Cowboys and Giants, um, the food was really good. I had like, like what was it, six like little prime rib sliders. Prime maybe? prime rib sliders at a football game. We've come a long way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James, where can everybody find you? Uh, NJ dot com, obviously Star Ledger, and uh, at James Scratch on Twitter, K R A T C H. All right, well, my friend, I will see you Monday night, same bad time, same bad channel, and we'll see, if we can, we'll see what we can do this time around. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so there's a lot to take in there. I, I, I hope I – did I hit everything? Like I, Sometimes when we have a guest, I, I always like to have that moment where I'm like, did I hit it? And was there anything that I, that I left out that you guys would have asked? Because, again, he's around the team every day. Uh, with B.J. Goodson's breakout. How they middle linebacker? How they, uh, you know, because this is a young kid. Yeah, but he played. He played okay on. No, on he played really yeah. good. He played really that that defense. That's why I I figured I had to say something about the defense in there, but I didn't know what else to say at that point. But I felt, I generally felt like I hit everything because the the big problem areas was the offensive line. The running game was non-existent. Um, there it wasn't Eli. It was definitely not Eli's fault. What happened? Um, the pl- I made sure I hit Anthony's point about the play calling, which I thought was like he was like, yeah, sooner or later that's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to react to. Two zero one eight two five one two three four. Two zero one eight two five one two three four. Feel free to give us a call back. We'll we'll talk Giants and we'll all about it. Uh, we're gonna take a quick quick break. We'll be right back. More off topic, uh, courtesy of BackSportsPage.com. See you in a few guys.
This is big. 12 by 24 inch Metro Porcelain Floor and Wall Tile. Just $1.99 a square foot at the Home Depot. Totally on trend, this big Metro tile covers floors, walls, and budgets in a whole new way. And in a variety of colors. Take tile places it's never been, starting with your home. 12 by 24 inch Metro Floor and Wall Tile. Just $1.99 a square foot. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Prices may vary by store. Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.
It's it's amazing. We're having this great talk here. We're back here on uh, off topic here, backsportspage.com. Thank you, Rampo College and WRPR for letting us uh, be live. As always, uh, my name is Randy Zelia. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, Randy BSP. Wendy Greco's here. Thank you for coming up, Wendy. We appreciate it. Anthony Zarita, the producer, is here as always. Anthony, thank you as always. Um, we talked about this right in the beginning of the show. I guess I'll address it again now because we're almost at the top of the hour. Uh, conspicuous by his absence is Steve Spanup. Uh, Steve and I sat down and had a talk on Monday. Uh, Steve decided he wanted to move forward and do a couple different projects and be with his family and do that thing for a little while. Um, we're going to greatly miss him. I know Anthony and I both enjoyed really working with him. Um, Anthony enjoyed the, uh, eating munchies with him. I did, and uh, it was it was one of those it was one of those classic moments we had where there was I don't know if you ever had the bag of munchies. I've uh, seen them, but I don't. And, and they've got like mini Doritos, and sun pretzels. chips, pretzels, cheese doodles. They're right here in the school store, and I think we wanted to go two weeks with them. Yeah, two straight weeks with uh, munchies in here, and it was it was great. It was like, it, it, and then we ordered the pizza where you had like two bites of pizza, and then you like hightailed out. Yeah, I had had to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, not good pizza. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know what about the pizza, but you know, I, was it the pizza or the wings? Because I don't know. I think I, I don't maybe know. it was something you had beforehand. Because there's no way that pizza could have digested just yeah, like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I've had weird experiences like that before, but I definitely had to go off air for a couple minutes. Yeah, I get a text message halfway through the show going, "I'm sorry, I'm in the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> not to, not to do too much, but we're uh, also talking about a pizza store in Jersey. Oh, no. Oh, no, here we go. New Yorkers oh, and their God. pizza. It wouldn't surprise me. Next, they're going to see how great oh, your bagels you're, okay, are. You're, you're, you're in Maui, New Jersey, so it's, not, it's <laughs> not the good sample size. You need to go like... No, no. You can't go to North Carolina and say, oh, this is good pizza. You go to North Carolina and you say, this is good pizza. You're like, what, did you get it from New Jersey? What did you get it from New York? What did you get? I mean, I, I like to just take it as, you know, New York and New Jersey both have very good pizza. That's not true. <laughs> no, no, I think there's some very good places here in New, New, New Jersey. I think it's situational. Water, though. Oh, I've heard uh, this before. Uh, yeah, I've heard this about <laughs> the bagels. I've heard this about bagels too, like how like the 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 water in New York the difference of the bagels next, are better. Next week, I'm for I'm gonna just for you. I'm gonna bring up a, uh, bagels from this place in Fairlawn, or in Wayne. There's there's two places that I think they're like the best bagels ever. They're so soft and they taste so good. I think it's illegal. I'm wondering oh, what well. they put in these bagels that make them so they good. Better be good because I'm a, I'm a big bagel guy. Like, You're a I big think, bagel I guy. Think, like, bagels oh, very. So seriously. are we having the official bagel challenge, the off-topic bagel challenge next week? I mean, listen, I'll bring bagels from from a couple of spots around me. I mean, New York, New York oh, bagels. Explain are the good. donuts to her. Oh, oh, this um, is this is serious. This is serious business here. No, um, yeah, I'm sure ser- you've had like gourmet donuts around you, or have you ever had them? But like, there's a Dunkin' pla- Donuts. Yeah. Oh, as far as I oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like you're that. in New York. <laughs> it's Dunkin' Donuts. All right, this is Dun- we don't go that far. There's a place in my town that makes like gourmet donuts, and I brought some for Randy, and uh, he had to con- he had to restrain himself from eating all of it. I went into cardiac arrest. That's how much sugar so was like, in there. My it, cholesterol went up after each bite. That maple bacon donuts, they have some with like... Uh, bacon like on a donut. I'm still trying to figure out... I didn't get to have that one, too. I had the s'mores one. The s'mores or, one. Or, so or the Reese's peanut butter cup yeah, one. Yeah, they have like crumbled Reese's peanut butter cup or like the... like There's like a Twix one, like a, you know, a Reese's one, um, for like a Ferrero Rocher on top of like a Nutella thing. They're like... It's it's serious. So um, <laughs> I brought some for Randy, and it, like, was, it was pretty serious. He, he was like happy and mad. He's like, I'm really glad you brought these, but now I'm mad at you for bringing these because now I'm gonna be tempted to eat them. And I was like, that's why I brought them. Okay, uh, with your bagels, do you scoop it or no? No, <sighs> hell no. You know, what what American scoops the dough out of their bagels? What? So you make the sandwich uh, better. Un- so un- when you get un- the under uh, what's chicken salad or something. 
you scoop out right. under what circumstance would I scoop the dough out of a bagel no we're, we're first I off why I would he? he he still has this like metabolism like no it's <laughs> not even for that though it's so you, you know, can fit more it, yes exactly but I, I just say like listen I get the bagel I'm eating all of it I, I'll put it whatever like if it doesn't fit it doesn't fit I mean I'm not <laughs> scooping so why anything. don't you scoop it out and put it to the side put it in a little because bag. I eat it all at once I, I have to eat it all at once. The sco- scooping, that, that's like almost sacrilegious to me. Like, I don't know why I would taint the bagel. Sacrilegious. Like, like, <laughs> you know we're talking about donuts and bagels right now, okay? I told you. I and we're using the word sacrilegious with bagels. What is wrong? Where, where has listen, this show gone? Li- listen, in, in, in the <sighs> in the following of bagel culture, which I take very seriously, you cannot scoop out If of I it. go online right now and look up bagel culture and there's actually something there. I'm sure I'm people just, take it more seriously than I do. I'm just saying. She, when she said, do you scoop it, I, I, I thought she was like insulting is, me. Is there like a guy who comes out in a robe where... Like what, <laughs> like a long beard and holding a bagel in his hand goes, this is this the is holy the bagel. I, listen, bagels and th- bagels can't be they can't be rolls, but they also can't be rocks either. And he they holds it up, big, right? He holds up the bagel and goes, oh. <laughs> and then if you scoop it, is it Lucifer? You know what? <laughs> Probably it's the fallen angel. It's the fallen angel of bagels. A scoop. You must bagel. have the holy bagel. Yeah. This portion of the program is brought to you by Level One Gaming. I, I don't know how we're segueing segue back to video games That's from bagels. Uh, Level yeah. One Games is located at 615 Route 23 South Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Uh, open every day from 12 to 10. Call them right now, 862-248-0456 or go to level1games.com. Take your, go, back to, go back to the past with your video game love and take your game to the next level. Visit M, Cynthia, and Tim. Over there, they have every game system you can imagine. If you want PlayStation 1, they got it. You want Xbox One, they got it. You want to play, be like Anthony and play Super Nintendo? They got it. Sure. I'm, I'm assuming that you play Super Nintendo. Uh, when I was a child. They had Super Nintendo when you were a child? I thought they yeah. were like uh, like Xbox and like N64 at that point. No, I'm, well, I have an older brother, so he had it laying around. Okay. so But you want it, they got it at Level 1 Games. Again, six, located 615 Route 23 South, Bompton Plains, New Jersey. Again, open from today from 12, at 12 p.m. to 10 p.m., 862-248-0456. Call there now. M is waiting for you. Check him out. That's level1games.com. All right. So we're heading into the 7 o'clock hour. Eric Webb for something or nothing at 710. Uh, Howard Beck coming out at 745 to preview the NBA season a little bit. Anthony, what we have to figure out right now is now that we are Steveless. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it. Steveless. Steveless. Uh, Steveless. I'm going to miss Steve. Uh, we have to uh, pick some NFL games. Oh, we do. Yes, we remember we, that was like the last thing we said on the show last week. And next yeah. week we're going to figure out how we're going to do the NFL picks. And I, w- st- I, w- I wish my goodbye with Steve was more ceremonious. I think I just gave him a pound. I'm just like, <laughs> all right, see you later, Steve. Were you expecting it. to do something else? No, I'm just saying, like, hey, hey man, it's been a pleasure. Handshake. Well, I am I'll not just, like, pound, and then I'll see I'm a little later. scared to see where this is going. Last week, I just wanted to get home to watch the game. So I was like, all right, see you guys. Yeah, I know. You, you be, make a beeline. I'm like, and all right, we'll see you guys next week. And like, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, headphone down. I was like, headset down. It was like Roadrunner heading out of the uh, the desert. It, it was, was pretty bad. Me, me. This first game of the season, I wanted to be home for it. And I, you know what? Remember what we all said? I mean, I was sitting there. I was high on oh, Kansas yeah, City last yeah, week. Yeah, Remember, yeah, you and you and Steve both sit there and laughed at me, and I'm like, "Don't sleep on Kansas City. They have this little little." I said little it'd be thing. close, but then I didn't expect you know. Oh, yeah. they shut Grant down. I they, know. they beat the crap out of them. And can I tell you something though? That didn't surprise me either. But you know what? We all have to calm down about the Patriots being 0-1 also because we all know they're going to win this division. Yeah. We all know what Tom Brady is. We all know what Bill Belichick is. Gonna Everyone needs to calm down and relax. They're going to unleash fury on New Orleans. It's going to be oh, it's going to be, be ugly today. No, on Sunday. I mean, um, let's let's go. Okay, so wh- why do we want to do this? Wendy's going to be our guests, you know, person today. So she'll like jump in. So Anthony, you and I have to pick how many games we want to do. Do you want three or four or five? Five. We'll do five games. Okay. So let's go up this up and down the schedule, and then we'll decide what we're going to do. 
You have uh, Houston at Cincinnati tonight. What an awful game. Yeah. Houston, Cincinnati, Chicago, Tampa Bay, another awful game. Buffalo, Carolina, Cleveland, Baltimore, Arizona, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Kansas City. That's going to be interesting. Uh, New Orleans hosting New England. Oh, boy, that's going to be a problem. Jacksonville, Tennessee. I think that's going to be interesting. By the way, if we were if if week one meant everything, then Jacksonville would be uh, in the playoffs. Just throwing that out there. Uh, so you have Tennessee at Jacksonville, Minnesota at Pittsburgh, which will be a fun game. Miami versus uh, Los Angeles. The Jets are at Oakland. San Francisco at Seattle. Dallas at Denver. Washington at the Rams. I was going to say Los Angeles. And uh, Green Bay. At Atlanta, that's the Sunday night game. And then on Monday night, of course, Giants, uh, Detroit is at the Giants. I'll be there for that one to, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll see if we can get some stuff done for us. Um, the Giants are away the following week against Philadelphia. So we'll obviously jump into that more next week. I'll see if we can get a Philadelphia writer on to go a little more in-depth about that as well. Uh, I was going to see if I can get a Detroit writer, but they're too busy making cars out in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's so let's – do you want to pick a few, and then I'll pick a few, or do we want to agree on them? Like, I don't. How do you want to do this? Uh, I, I you know one that was really intrigued by it was uh, Green Bay and Atlanta. I, me too, because that's a little bit of a that's a rematch yeah. from the uh, NFC Championship game. So we'll put that as one of them. Um, Giants, Detroit. Yes. Okay. Uh, then what else? Let's have Wendy pick one. I like the Saints Patriots. Oh, you don't think? Uh, I think that's. I, I. I don't feel good about that game. When you have Adrian Peterson yelling at coaches on the sideline, you do know there's dysfunction going around there. I stay far away from those dysfunctional games. No, the no. So with uh, Adrian Peterson, though, just quickly, the coach needed to just settle him down. He he was yelling in his ear the whole game. Give me mm-hmm. the ball. Give me the. Ball. Yeah, when he was put in, you saw him picking up like three yards here yeah. and there. So. Well, he's also thirty something years old. It's one of the reasons why Rashad Jennings is not in the league. Nobody wants to pick up a thirty-two-year-old running back. After thirty, you're basically done. No, as I, th- I think. Look, Ray Rice was done at twenty-eight. Ray Rice also was on the <laughs> downwards trend. You know, I was right. trying to like move past that. I was really trying to move <laughs> forward, and really. You can we have mind. one? Can we have sh- one week without domestic violence, please? I'm sorry. A reference to it. <sighs> I'm telling you. Okay. So we have Giants, Detroit, Green Bay, Atlanta. Um, we can go New Orleans, New England, but I just don't see that being a real competitive game. I think Dallas, Denver is going to be really interesting because that defense that Denver has, um, and it's only a matter of time until Brock Osweiler is the starting quarterback <laughs> of Denver again. Um, Another game that's gonna be very interesting. Maybe we should consider. I'm just look. I'll come down the list. The Miami and the Miami Chargers game. Oh. Because you have Jay Cutler making his Dolphins debut, and you have the Chargers. Which uh, I also the other game we can also look at is Philadelphia and Kansas City, and then the other one also is Tennessee and Jacksonville. Oh, I'm sorry, Minnesota and Pittsburgh. That's gonna be a yeah, <laughs> Minnesota and Pittsburgh is a good one. So why don't we do this? Uh, you have a pen and paper. I have a laptop. You have a laptop. A All right. All right. Let's, well, he's got a laptop, so we're good with this. It's 2017. It's 2017. I'm surprised he doesn't have a tablet attached to his like forehead. <laughs> uh, you kids, you kids, and your technology. I even know what a pencil is. <laughs> what the hell's a pencil? So, with that being said, we are. Uh, so, so what game are we going to start with, Anthony? Falcons and, and Green Bay. Okay, Falcons, Green Bay. I'm going to break this down as simply as we possibly can. I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta has a lot of weapons. They still have, obviously, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. 
I, I think they got to the Super Bowl by default because I don't think they were the best team out there, but I think that they just ran into the teams that they needed to run into to get there. I like Green Bay. Obviously, you have Aaron Rodgers, who is, you know, he is the, the king you-know-what of the NFL. Um, I never seen – I wonder who's a bigger crybaby compared to the officials, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Who complains more? It's definitely Tom Brady. It's, Tom it's, Brady. Oh, you think it's Tom Brady? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that when you lose to a team in the playoffs and you play them the following season, I always think that there's a little bit, a little sec- something oomph that you want to uh, go take them down with. So I, I'm going to go Packers. I'm not going to give a spread or anything like that. I don't do spreads. That's just not how I am. I just pick winners and losers. I think Packers are beating the Falcons on uh, Sunday night. That's interesting. Uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be the, the Falcons because, I don't know, they they gave them the work uh, last year in the playoffs, So I don't, and then the Packers didn't really do anything to assure up that, that defense. They didn't really do really much of anything besides, like, Martellus Bennett. So I think it's going to be the same result. And just a quick side note, that Aaron Rodgers got hit in that game. He literally got sent to the ground in record time. He got, like demolished so on I mean, a personal note i enjoy when that happens daily yes show me footage of aaron Rodgers and tom brady getting knocked on the ground and you're really not an aaron Rodgers uh, guy no and, and the funny thing was if you remember last week we did my fantasy draft while we were on the air aaron Rodgers is my quarterback yes i, but, I strongly encourage you to get him yeah well but my thing is i uh, just give me a loop just give me a loop of all those guys those two guys just getting hit and i, I consider it christmas um okay so Okay, so you have that. So you, are you going to mark down that I take what you're Green taking? Bay. Yep. I okay. Got it. And so for right now, we mo- are we doing a bet? What are we doing for the season? A bet. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. I, I'm not. In a, I mean, we can okay, bet. No. We're not going to bet. Well, we'll Friendship. We can. We can, we can bet. We can bet lunch. Okay. Yeah, we can bet lunch. How about, how about if? How about if I win, you shave your head? Uh, no, that's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> how about if you win, I uh, give you a scoop bagel to get down? Oh, oh okay, God. there we go. I, if, I, if, you, if you win, I eat a scoop bagel. Okay. Well. And if I if I lose, I have to eat a gourmet donut of your choice because you know how I am right yes. now by eating that there stuff. There we go. That's, that's a good one. Okay. And and lunch. And then we, we, have, we have to send uh, video proof to, to Wendy. So well, no, we're, what we'll do is um, before we get off the air, Anthony, we'll also do a Facebook Live and we'll also and – and I'll also do um, – 25 uh, push-ups on Facebook Live. Oh, wow. All right. So mark, make sure you mark all this down so when we go back and I de- start denying all this, you have it. I got a record right here. Don't uh, worry. Okay. <laughs> Not a problem. Okay. So when you, uh, as, as far as the Packers. I mean, w- first of all, Aaron Rodgers would say, which R-E-L-A-X, oh. relax. <laughs> but uh, the Falcons beat themselves last year okay so they're coming back there's not really that much change and i feel that the falcons are going to win they're fired up they know again they know they beat themselves they know they're lacklustrous they you know basically collapsed i don't know why you're picking green bay unless i just think there's something about the 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 the, like take the giants and cowboys for example you don't think that the Cowboys got tired of hearing that you lost both games to the Giants, so you don't think they didn't they didn't go into that game with not with 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 that poster material there? I think it was there. I think it was there. I think that the the Cowboys went in there with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Look, we were the best team in football here, but we couldn't beat these guys. And these guys keep talking about it, and their fan base keeps talking about it, and it keeps getting thrown in their face that oh yeah, you went thirteen and three, but two of those losses came from the Giants. Well, they wanted to come out there and pound the Giants. Yeah, but understandable. But isn't that always the way it is when the Giants and Dallas play? You're right, never going to have a relaxed atmosphere I'll when use, the Giants. I'll use play. I'll use this as a different example then. 
You don't think that the Baltimore Ravens, the year they went to the uh, AFC championship game against the Patriots and missed the field goal to go to the Super Bowl, you can't tell me that the following year, not only in the playoffs, but also during the, the regular season meeting, that the, the Ravens didn't go into that those games a little bit more amped up because they know who they're playing because they know it was them that knocked them out the year before? See, that's what I'm saying. The Falcons knocked out the Packers. That's It doesn't matter how much additions or subtractions the team did. I think there's just a mentality of these are the guys that st- stopped us from getting to the Super Bowl last year in the championship game. So I have a feel, and trust me, I just don't, I have a hard time because of their history. I just have a hard time believing in the Falcons. And I have a hard time when people say they have like this try, this desire to win. If you don't have a fire under your rear end for every single game you go into, I mean the same exact fire you have for beating a team that beat you or embarrassed you the year prior. There's something wrong. And it, and doesn't matter mindset. You know, Vic Beasley's still going to come around the edge. I'm pretty sure David Bakhtiari is still hurt. <laughs> is hurt. So, like, yeah. I mean, listen, the, like I said, Packers didn't do anything to address any problems. So, Were, sa- you, sa- were you surprised they beat Seattle on uh, Sunday? That game was really boring. And, yes, I'm, well, I'm, su- I'm not surprised they beat them. I'm surprised it was so low scoring. Wasn't it like 0-0 in like the third quarter? It w- no, it was 3 nothing at halftime. Oh, 3 nothing at halftime. I was like, dude, what is happening? Like, I expected like, – I watched uh, They were wondering if it was going to go scoreless. I was watching I was like, that game. I watched the first half at Tiff's and the other half from, from the living room. And I was also cooking dinner, which, by the way, I made killer hamburgers that night. But that's another story. <laughs> so – um, I was watching the game, and one of the things that I what I noticed, and I noticed heavily, was, man, they were just getting. These, some of these teams were, you know, these two teams were pounding at each other defensively. Like the Packers' defense actually showed me something. It also doesn't help that uh, still that offensive. We talk about the Giants' offensive line being like Swiss cheese at times. Check out, see, check out Seattle. You see, you see that video like those two trash cans rolling, like zooming down the street. That's pretty much like the Giants and Seattle offensive line. Seeing who's worse. Yeah. That's that, like, it's like, who is the worst yeah. offensive line? That, Seattle. That there's <laughs> two trash cans flying down the street. Who's going to get there first? Who's the worst offensive line? That's Seattle and the Giants. The Giants-Seattle game uh, in December, that's going to be ugly. That's going like, uh, to be eight sacks apiece there. Oh, that's going to that's gonna be a defensive struggle. We're talking about maybe they're going to go by twos. They're going to do by safeties. That's, uh, that's <laughs> how that game is going to be. Um, all right, so we, so we got that game. Um, you're picking the Falcons. Falcons. You got the Falcons. I got the Falcons. I got Lone uh, Wolf again. Again, and that's fine. Listen, I, I stand to my two feet. I'm a man. I can handle it. All right. All right so, so Giants and Lions next. Okay. Well, we'll do that one last since it's local. There you got it. Okay. So, what was the? Uh, you got a Cowboys Broncos. Cowboys Broncos. All right. The credit to the Cowboys for now having to play one of, again one of the best defenses in football. Uh, it's gonna be a nice test for Prescott and everything. It really is gonna come down to. Uh, Trevor Simeon and the rest of the quarterbacks for Denver on what they're going to be able to do against that Dallas defense. Uh, I'm not sure how much I believe in that offense, but I believe in that Bronco defense. So I'm going to say that the the Broncos are going to win a very low-scoring game against Dallas. I wonder if my explanation is good enough for everybody. Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like the Broncos' offense is not exactly prolific. No, but, uh, definitely not. We're very lucky that the offense um, had, had directions to the stadium last uh, week. Oh, oh that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Save that about the Jets. That's not right. Save that. Well, no, the Jets are another story. The Jets is right now. Glenrock High School would, 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 would handle the Jets very well. <laughs> and they're and they're they're a Division One school. You know, they're a small school. Alabama would be the Jets. 
Listen, Alabama would be well, a lot of teams. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama can hang with the Patriots. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wrong but, example. Uh, in terms of the game, I think I don't know. I, I think that the defense, like I don't know, there's something about the Broncos' defense. Like they're really aggressive. Like they force like big plays. So I, I feel like the Broncos are going to win either through one or two defensive touchdowns. Because Von Miller's going to wreak havoc, and if it's not Von Miller to keep to leave, it's Chris Harris. Like it's going to be someone who's going to make a big play. And that's just what I think. I'll take Denver. You're going to go Denver. All right, thank you. You and I are on the same page. This is this is going to scare yeah. me a little bit. Yeah, now I, now I kind of just want to change three it. Three people in the room. Oh, yeah, three, all three people uh, in the nice. room are going uh, going Denver. Okay. Then, let's see, because uh, Dallas. First, let's still see with the Ezekiel Elliott. What's going on? Is he going to be playing? Am I the only one who really wants to see him suspended? Am I the only no, one who really? I, I know I Eric Webb is. On that. Eric's on hold right now, and he's going to join us in a minute or two. And I know he's going to want to see Ezekiel Elliott, but can I just? It's just not me being a giant fan that wants to see him. Um, suspended. I, for me, it's the if you're the NFLPA, I know they have a job to do. It's their responsibility to defend the players. It's it's their job to do this the right way. My big problem with this, and Anthony, you can argue with me. Wendy, you can argue with me. But by doing that, by defending the actions, what kind of example are you setting not only to the rest of the league, but to as him as a player, how is he going to learn? It's going to make him believe that his behavior is okay because he's a professional footballer, football player. He can behave that way. Sorry for going off on a tangent about that, but I have a real, real difficult time with Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboy fans. They can't defend him because his beha- behavior has been documented on video. They have reports of drug use. They have all these different things. Just suspend him already. Take your suspension like a man. Stop fighting. Ray Rice had to take had to endure all of it. Ray Rice endured all of it. And his Ray Rice's fiance something wound up uh, denying the charges, and they still got because it's beating. You're talking about hitting not only a woman. He also hit uh, a DJ. Yeah, like I mean, it just gets to a point where it's just like you're condoning the behavior by letting him play. There has to be a suspension. I think Ray Rice. Just like Colin Kaepernick, the reason why they're not on a team is they can't play. Their their skill level is diminished. I'm not Ezekiel Elliott, the football player, is an amazing running back. Again, I also believe that if Anthony played on the Cowboys and played behind that offensive line, Anthony would be one of the top running backs in football. I'm pretty good. Don't 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 talk about me. I, like I understand. I understand in Madden, you're one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, I. Um, I fully believe Ezekiel Elliott, the person, has a lot of growing up to do. And when Jerry Jones can't cannot defend you, it's time to walk away. So, um, so we have all three of us on Denver. Eric, hang in there one more second, bud. We're we'll, we'll with you in a minute. We just have to do uh, two more picks, two or three more picks, three more picks, three the more. One, p- the other one is the Minnesota game. The Minnesota Pittsburgh game. We'll make this as quick as possible. It's in Pittsburgh. That defense plays very, 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 very well there. The, the, until someone can really knock Roethlisberger and Levon uh, Bell, I, I, I said his first name. Le'Veon. Le'Veon. Le'Veon Bell. As as long as they do it the right way, and they can, I don't see them going into Pittsburgh and beating them. I like Minnesota. Bradford's playing very well. I think that team is a playoff team. I just don't see them going into Pittsburgh and uh, knocking off the Steelers. I think that's game of the week quality right there. And talk about a lot of yardage as far as uh, running. Yes, for, uh, between Pittsburgh. between it's Cook between Cook on Minnesota and Bell in Pittsburgh, I think there's a lot of running going on. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be an interesting game. 
So, I just think Ben has a little bit more. I trust Ben more than I trust yes. Sam Bradford. So that's that's my. I agree with you 100. percent So I'm going Steelers. So when do you take Steelers too? Take uh, the Steelers. All right. all right. I am gonna go Minnesota. There you go. Be the oddball. I'm gonna yeah. be the oddball because I just think that the Steelers' offense just I don't know. They just they haven't they haven't looked like they clicked just yet. No matter even though they have all the weapons, and I I think that the the Minnesota offensive line looks a lot better than they made an addition. I'm not certain. But when you give Sam Bradford time, you saw what he did. So I think that, you know, the, the Pittsburgh defense nothing to write home about either. So I feel like Minnesota edges him out. It's, it's going to be a close game, but I think Minnesota wins it. You okay. see, but Ben is a little bit be- I think he could take care of with his audibles and stuff. I think he could correct anything that's going on up the line up front. I don't, yeah, I don't. He could throw. He, I mean, he could throw on the run. You got. Yeah, I understand. No, no. I, I, ben, ben Roethlisberger is definitely better than Sam Bradford. But it's just like the Minnesota defense is very good. I think that, you know, I just don't see Ben kind of wiggling out like he always does at this one. Well, he's I, also getting older, too. You know, like yeah, he's ben, older. ben can't wiggle like he used to. Not old as you. So, so, thank e- you. Appreciate e- that. Ex-Giant, e- e- uh, <laughs> Linville Joseph on the Vikings last night. Yeah, we, still, we still talk about that, too. Yeah. That's, it's funny. It's brought up every time. We, like, they always I, say I former. I love Linville Joseph. I've Everybody does. Guys, so. I'm so glad he got a ring. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last one before the Giant game. Uh, I guess I'm picking this one. Philadelphia, Kansas City. Uh, I love. I, you know, not for nothing. Philadelphia is getting a little bit of love right now because of the way they played. Uh, listen, Kansas City is w- was my pick to come out of the West. I, I it's in Kansas City. I don't like Philly's chances. Uh, I'm glad Carson Wentz is getting better. Alshon Joffrey's is a, a, a great weapon. Obviously, they still have Sproles. You have. A lot of weapons. Philadelphia is a team to watch this year, but I just don't see them beating Kansas City. So I'm going Kansas City, and I don't even think it's going to be that close. Casey, hands down. All right. I, I mean, so you I don't like got. Well, I think we, we're sweeping there, right? Uh, yeah, we are. I, I mean, not just because I hate the Eagles, but I just don't <laughs> think. I think Austin Tell Jeffrey, us how you really feel. Yeah. Everybody freaked out about Austin Jeffrey. Austin Jeffrey is like the youngest washed receiver in the league. He's just washed, <laughs> even though he's not that old. Ooh. Like he's just I don't know. He just he's overrated and I just think he doesn't really add that much to it. <laughs> Carson Wentz is a very nice a young quarterback. He's nowhere near like good. Everybody's comparing him to Brett Favre because of that one play. Enough. That happens to, like every quarterback. They yeah, like, I know it does. I just can't stand that. So say how you really feel. Like, like oh, he's trust, he's fine. Trust, trust like, this, is, this is normal. This is so, somehow I come in contact with a ton of other NFC East fans that are just not the Giants. So I just hear it all the time. Carson Wentz is not Brett Favre, at least not yet. Stop saying that. He like escaped from a sack because they couldn't tackle him, and then he threw a ball to a wide open receiver. So enough of that, please. Okay, last game: Giants and uh, Detroit. Um, <laughs> I, I take my fandom hat off and I look at things realistically. I don't have a lot of trust in Detroit's defense compared to uh, what you know Dallas's uh, defense is. I think I think the Giants' defense are going to be fired up because it's the home opener. I think they're going to. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those things where the Giants' offense is going to break out. This is going to be a very offensive. I don't want to say I wanted to say it's going to be a very offensive-minded game, but the Giants' defense is going to knock Stafford on his butt a couple different times. So I'm going to go Giants lo- logically. I'm going with the Giants on this one because it just seems like there's too many different things going against Detroit in this situation. Mm-hmm. One thing Detroit had last year was their run against uh, the Giants. I forgot how many yards um, they had. That one thing will be taken care of with the defense. Again, this is all on the Giants right now. If they could just regroup. If in their minds they could regroup, oh, get it together, be on the same They're going to regroup. They were embarrassed on Sunday. You know, you know what I mean? Put back your, your pants back on. 
Exactly. So to me, as if the Giants right now, they're not in control of winning the Super Bowl, which they will. But right now, they just have to come together, tell each other they believe in each other, and but leave each other on the offense. Defense knows what's going on. Defense will stop Detroit. the defense yeah. is, is on yeah. the same thing. So Matt Stafford, I like him. I like him a lot. Overrated. Overpaid too. So oh, oh, very overpaid. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I love Matt Stafford. Like, I, I, I think he's really fun to watch. But I think the Giants' defense just—he's somewhat erratic. And if you make a mistake against the Giants' defense, they're gonna make you pay for it most of the time. So I think that the defense will give the offense enough chances with Matt Stafford playing that the, the Giants will have to put up score. I don't know if I'm just hoping it or actually think it, but I think the Giants take it. Again, it's all on the Giants on their offense. If the, if Can they, they get it together? It's either will the Giants win the game or will the Giants lose themselves the game. It's not even if Detroit will beat them. Look, let's just hope for over 30 points. They couldn't get over hey, 30 points I, I, last year. You're being greedy. I want 20 points. All right. I'll take a W. <laughs> so, I'll take a 6-3 W. Sorry. So just to recap, we have all three of us with the Giants. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packer game versus Atlanta. I got Green Bay. You two have Atlanta. Yes. The Pittsburgh... Pittsburgh, we uh, y- you and Wendy took Pittsburgh. I mm-hmm. took Minnesota. Okay. Uh, f- uh, Philly, KC. We all took KC. Um, Wendy's gonna have to call in next week. The the. And yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Cowboys, Broncos. We all took Denver. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. All right. So let's let's go. Let's see. Uh, do you? Are we ready for something or nothing? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Well, let's let's bring in Eric Webb. Uh, Eric Webb, of course, from BackSportsPage.com for his weekly spot. We told him to call him at 710, and we put him on hold for 10 minutes. That's how we treat our, our good friends. Eric, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm good. How you guys doing? All right. So very good. It's, uh, you have Wendy, Anthony, and myself in the studio. I uh, know Steve. I don't know if you heard in the beginning of the show what's been going on. No, I did not. Okay. Steve, is, Steve has stepped away from the show. Uh, he might be back, may not. We haven't, we, you know, but you know, whatever he decides to do, we all wish him the best. Uh, so I know you'll miss him. I know you didn't get to give a proper goodbye. I know you guys wanted to have a candlelight dinner, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, gleefully stare at each other's eyes, uh, and <laughs> you know, and part away. Um, so instead, right now in the studio, we have Wendy Greco. I believe you two met last year because you both were covering for the Giants Insider, and you both were at training camp at the same time. Sounds familiar. I'd have to see the face. Okay. So, uh, Wendy, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing good. How are you? All right. So, Anthony's getting something or nothing up right now, but first things first, we are now heading into NBA training camp. <laughs> and contrary to popular belief, you, my friend, are still looking at Carmelo Anthony in a Knicks uniform. I am. How I did you let this happen? <laughs> It's, you know, it's, I, I didn't do a good job of moving him. You know, my general manager duty is just, just slipping these days. Well, you were, <laughs> you were fighting with Houston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only place he wants to go. That's the only reason he's still in the Nick uniform, I think. Because, you know, if he had a longer list of places he was willing to go, he would be there by now. But he's fixated on Houston, and it's just not looking like it's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. I think he should really look at Cleveland. I know next week we're going to have some answers now to the Chicago Bulls situation with Dwayne Wade. So now... It's going to happen where if Dwayne Wade gets his buyout, which I think he's going to get, yeah, he's either going to head back to Miami or he's going to head head over to Cleveland. I can't see him and Pat Riley kissing and making up so quickly. Yeah. I have a strange feeling that we are going to see Dwayne Wade in a Cleveland Cavalier uniform, and which will so which will trigger Carmelo Anthony wanting to go to Cleveland. I mean, I hope that gets your job the job done before because like I stated in my um, last story he had the chance to go when Kyrie was still in the Cavs 
you know, but he didn't want to make it happen. So I think maybe Dwayne Wade going there will help because then it'll, it'll be the, you know, banana boat crew. And maybe that'll, you know, make him want to go. But we don't know. I, I was surprised that Dwayne Wade even um, opted into his contract this year. Well, he opted in, and then the next day Jimmy Butler got traded. So. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the thing. I was Even so, though, I didn't think he was going to stay there, you know, as soon as he had the player option to leave. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, you can't once you opt into your deal, you can't opt back out. It's just a, yeah. it's it's a little it's a little technicality that the Bulls took advantage of Dwayne Wade because you know not for nothing the Bulls still have to sell tickets too. That's yeah. the hard part. So um, you heard our picks. Anything you want to object with, with or agree with? Uh, I agree. The Giants are going to win. I also agree with Anthony that you know if they lose, it'll be because of themselves. It's not necessarily because Detroit will beat them. Um, all the other picks sound solid, but like I'm, I'm torn with the Packers and Falcons on. I'm, I really don't know. Like it's going to be a good game, though. I think it'll be high scoring. And but I'd like to see the Falcons win. I just like to see them, you know, bounce back from playing themselves in the Super Bowl last year and having an even stronger year and maybe winning it all this year. I think the city of Atlanta needs it. Was I um was I totally off with what I was saying with about the Packers? You, you can be honest. No, I agree with you. Like. You know, if you have a, bad, a history with the team, you know, you feel like... I, I think the main thing, it's not even what you said, I think the main thing with the Packers is that there's been, like, a narrative the last year or so that they're just okay with being a playoff team and not going any further. And I think they both have something to prove which will make the game interesting, and more so both of their seasons. No, that's fair. That's fair. Anthony, we, we, we set to go? Yep. All right, so Something or Nothing is also uh, brought to you by our good friends at Guerrilla Martial Arts Academy in Caldwell, New Jersey. When you're joining there, you're not joining a martial arts academy. You're joining a family. Go to neonbelly.com right now for more information on Guerrero Martial Arts Academy. All right, Anthony, what do we got first? So, uh, Odo Beckham said that he's dealing with a six to eight week injury. Now, this started off as just like a tweaked ankle or something like that. Now, it's a six to eight week ankle that he's working through. Now, is he just saying that, uh, or does is it actually true? Is it something or nothing? Uh, I think it's nothing. I think at the end of the day, he's going to be back on the field. He'll still be uh, proposing to kicking nets, and I think he'll still be dancing around in the end zone doing the thriller dance. It just might have to take a little, couple of weeks to get there. But I think at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the season, we're not going to be talking about Odell's ankle. I hope you're right, but I couldn't uh, foresee him saying he's more injured than he is. You see most of these players that want to get back out there, they're telling themselves they're better when they aren't so good. I'm not yeah. liking to hear <laughs> that he's six to eight weeks out. Oh, no, it's not six to, week, six to eight weeks out. It was a six to eight week injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you just read that he's going to be out six to eight oh, weeks. Oh, he said he's dealing with a six to eight week injury. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I don't know I, if he's just trying to say that he's coming back before he should or something like that. No, I, I think it, he's saying he's saying from when he got hurt to now, it's it's pretty much a six to eight week injury, and I, and that's fine. Like if he, I would not be shocked if he's not playing on Monday. I would be wouldn't be surprised either way. I don't think it's going to matter. It's not Dallas. This is not again. I think Dallas got amped up to play the Giants. I think the Giants got punched in the face, and I don't think that that's going to happen twice. So I, I don't think it matters whether Odell's in the lineup or not. I think it's something. I actually agree with Wendy because, you know, a lot of times you hear players downplaying an injury when it's more significant than it is. So, like, if he's saying that, that's pretty significant, and I'd like to see how soon he's back. Not for nothing, you should be always agreeing with me, Eric. I do I do have a mute button. Mm-mm, you should be agreeing <laughs> with me. <laughs> so, Anthony, what else you got, bud? All right. So, 
Nah, it's not raining. I'm trying to look for NBA news just to. There's just, nothing there's going on. There's nothing <laughs> going on. Well, you know, we can always we can always guys. We can Scott. do the ranking. You know, well, that was oh. pretty uh, interesting. Oh, you, yeah. oh, you know what? That's right. Yeah, we'll do that. So, I mean, I don't have the rank. <laughs> well, come let's but. just say what it was. Everybody and their sister got accept, got accept, upset that Carmelo Anthony was like number 64 was, on the yeah, top 100. He, he, he was ranked lower than Lonzo Ball. Ball. Yeah. 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 yeah, like I, I, I think it's nothing. Again, it's somebody's opinions. Opinions are like you know gas. <laughs> Everybody has it. So you know what I mean. Like I just don't look too much into it. Um, you know, and wha- by the way, while we have Eric on the phone too, I can also we we, we haven't done any baseball. That's uh, my next one. Oh, is your next one? Yeah. All right. Uh, really quick, do you guys think this is anything with the Carmelo thing? I don't think it's anything. I mean, I just wanted to ask you a question. You know, you're saying that Melo will go to the Cavs, but you know that. Bron Bron is going to be gone after next year. I I, I highly disagree with that you too. You really think so? You and really uh, think he's going to still be on the Cavaliers? Eric, you think he's gone too, right? Eric, okay, Eric, and we'll, I know we'll get to you on this one too. But this is my attitude towards it. He's a smart guy. LeBron James is a very smart guy, and everyone says you know, oh, he's going to go to Los Angeles. He's going to go to Los Angeles. Well, Magic Johnson doesn't want older players on his team right now. He yeah. wants younger guys in there. He wants guys so he can build, so he can win championships. Now, Carmelo, not Carmelo, uh, LeBron James is a smart guy. He knows right now this Eastern Conference is depleted. So he knows that if he stays where he is for the next two to three seasons, he's going back to the NBA Finals. Then back to the NBA Finals, but he's going to lose to the Warriors. But so that, but I, think, I think that doesn't matter at this point to him. If he's in the Finals every single year, yes, it's about championships. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's not going to go to the Lakers and all of a sudden start winning championships there. That's, an, that's another situation where he's playing with a bunch of young players that he has to mentor to get up to his level. Whereas yeah. right now you're in a situation where Cleveland, okay, they don't have Kyrie Irving, so you're losing something with Kyrie when you're getting Isaiah Thomas Sounds in there. But you're in a watered-down Eastern Conference where you, with Isaiah Thomas and not Kyrie Irving, you still can be making a run at the NBA Finals and being there a lot easier than having to go through all the monsters in the West. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it would be a smart decision at all for him to go to the West. I mean, he would get knocked out before even making it to the finals with the Warriors there. And I agree with you said also with Magic Johnson wanting younger guys. I think LeBron would be the exception, though. But I personally just think it would be a bad look just because, like you said, the East is watered down. And, you know, after all the guys that they brought in there to help him, even before Kyrie left, like, it would be a bad look if he left just because, I mean, if he, the only other team he could go to in the East where he can compete is the Celtics, and obviously that's not going to happen because, you know, no, Kyrie doesn't want to play with him. There's one other, one other team that I think he can go to that has pieces right now, and I, I th- actually think it would be very interesting because when LeBron came back to Cleveland, he said it in his article. There's only two teams that he would play for in the East, Cleveland and Miami. I can see him going back to Miami because they do have a nice little nucleus of team between Drogic and uh, Whiteside and some of the pieces they have down there. I can picture him going down there. And I don't think it's enough though. Even if D Wade joins him, well, that's, uh, but that's what I'm saying though. He has he has um, he has Whiteside and he has De- and Drogic down there. That, and if Wade is down there too again, you can you never know. Like again, you d- you don't. No one can predict the future. I think when they were trying to figure out the Kyrie situation, I think they were trying to get an answer out of LeBron to say, "What are you doing?" So we yeah. can plan for the future. If you're going to be here, Kyrie doesn't want to be here. So I think they tipped their hand a little bit. I think LeBron had to tip his hand a little bit to what he. Um, LeBron may not know either. LeBron might go back to the NBA Finals, and for God, God for sake, one reason, they win the championship this year. They beat the Warriors because I still think if if Cleveland wins Game Three this year in the, in the in the Finals, they win those two home games. I think it's we're talking about a whole different NBA Finals. 
Uh, that's just me. And, uh, Eric, you and I have had, had this conversation before. I do think that it would have been Warriors and Seven, but it would have been a little bit more in- entertaining and different. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about the finals anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I'm so over it at this point. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have Howard Beck on in about 15 minutes from Bleacher Report, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. But um, Okay, so baseball. Baseball, real quick. Anthony, before you give me yours, I want to let everybody know the Yankees right now, because we are very Yankee-oriented, the Yankees four games or three games out. Three. Right? They're three games out of the – uh, uh, AL East. Yep. I, I don't know if they did they play a day game today or no. They're they playing the Orioles. They're playing the Orioles tonight. Right now. Or yeah, right and now. And the Orioles are on a horrible losing streak. Yeah, they're playing. They're th- doing horrible. Show Walter will probably be done at the end of this year. I um, mean, they never really had good pitching, but they were still in the mix, and, and they, now they're just and they've been getting they've been getting smacked around by the Yankees recently, anyways. So. Yeah, well, it's r- yeah, right now it's bottom of the first Yankees up six nothing on the Orioles. Oh Orient. my goodness! <laughs> so here's. Here's my take on the Yankees. I'm sorry if I'm being too blunt and I'm going to hurt Yankees fans' feelings right now. They're not. They're not going to. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to beat Minnesota in the play in the wild card playing game, and then they're going to play Cleveland and get destroyed because the Cleveland Indians right now oh boy. are. <laughs> oh boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's getting she's getting like holding the hand, clutching she's, like she's, I'm going to hold back from punching him. Right now. And and Anthony's just like, oh boy, I'm scared. <laughs> Um, here's my thing. When the Kansas City Royals made two World Series in a row and they lost the first one, like r- like literally the last play, you know, the last play they can possibly lose it on, they lost it on. And they come back and beat the Mets the following year. Them losing it goes back to almost like the Giants and Patriots from 07, o- 08. Mm-hmm. They came back and it, being there the following year after losing helps them. I think the Indians falling short last season in the World Series in extra innings is fueling this. So if it comes down to Indians and Dodgers in the World Series, I think the fact the experience of losing the year before helps the Indians win the World Series this year. I don't think Cle- I think Cleveland's winning the World Series this year. Because I, I, the Dodgers have fallen off totally right now. And Cleveland's on their 22-game winning streak. They're down one-nothing right now. You guys keep taking my something-or-nothing topics. You know what? You guys just just go run ahead. (laughs) Just quickly, though, LeBron, he was a little arrogant. They would talk. Did you hear his conversation when they were talking about the Indians? He's going off Indians are good. Well, you know, but I won 27 games. Like, (laughs) enough about you. You know, you're trying to talk. What? You don't don't remember LeBron pitched the no-hitter last year. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Um... So uh, that's just my take. I, but th- for the Yankee fans, right now, Yankees the Yankees were picked to finish second to last in this division. Yeah. So it, the, the Yankees the Yankees are, are playing with house money. So if they make the playoffs this year, Yankee fans should be excited about the fact they made the one game playoff this year. The Yankees were in a situation where they made it clear they were not expecting to go in, uh, into nope. a playoff push. And so for the fact that they're making it interesting this late, and now that they have a three and a half game lead. On Minnesota, for the home home field of that one game play-in, Yankee fans should be excited. Even if they lose the playoff game, I think the Yankee fans should be excited and happy with the season they have, and should feel very excited for next year and the year after. They're going to be competing for a World Championship. Mm-hmm. I do think that they will make they'll, they'll win the playing game and then play Cleveland, but I th- they might get swept. But the experience that Judge and Sanchez and Hicks and the rest of that crew will have, Sonny Gray, everybody will have. Is gonna be 
irreplaceable for the 2018 and 2019 MLB seasons. Well, the Indians are sick right now. Do you realize? Yeah, they've the, only they're down one nothing right now. That this is their fifth inning. That that's it. Five innings have they trailed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it, you know what and. The Dodgers came out like this, but this is why the the Major League Baseball season. I was about to say the NBA season. The Major League B- Baseball season is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It doesn't matter how hot you start. It matters how you finish. Momentum is a very scary thing in baseball, just like it is in football. How many years did we see the Texans finish thirteen and three and get knocked out of the, their first playoff game? Momentum going into the playoffs is momentum. That and a lot of times it's after the All Star break that people start to really pay attention to what's going on. Well, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people. Until the NBA Finals is over, I'm not turning. I'm not watching any baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm just being 100 percent honest. There's no. There's nothing else. To, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, like uh, M, who's our good friend over at Level One Games, I told him I said you to watch football this year. He's like, not until the Yankees are over. You know, and I respect. I respect him. He's a diehard Yankee fan, just like. I like I, I love the Yankees. I used to be a diehard New Jersey Nets fan. I used to watch those Tuesday night games when the Nets were only winning 12 games and uh, losing to Minnesota on Tuesday nights when Minnesota only won 13 games. So Yeah, but the one thing about football, football is once a week. So I understand a well, diehard Yankee fan, uh, but, we, you know, it's not even basketball with his 80-something games. Yeah, there's... 16 games you get to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm not mutually exclusive either. I mean, you could you could watch a Giants game at one. The Yankees game is probably at night or other way, you know. How dare you start throwing logic at this? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Uh, all right. Well, do we have any other? We have anything well, else, Mister Webb? My, my last one was uh, about the Cleveland Indians winning streak. Right? Like, do you think they're get? You think like they're getting way too hot, way too soon, or do you think they're getting hot at the right time? I I, th- I think this is something. I think they're getting hot at the right time. I don't. I think. When you're playing like this, and especially when you look, again, the experience that they had from last year, failing is driving them, and you have a great manager like uh, Terry Francona, even though he's a former Red Sox. I think he's got this team locked in, ready to go. I don't think he's going to put the pedal, you know, take the pedal off the gas. I think he's going to keep pushing. I I don't see this being a big thing where they they all of a sudden falter. I think if you're a baseball fan, you're more worried about the Dodgers right now faltering Mm -hmm. because they've lost, was it, 10 out of 11? They're like just as cold as they were hot before. Yeah, yeah. So, you, again, they might be bored, but you're not going into the playoffs and all of a sudden this team's going to all of a sudden turn it on. You can't lose 10 of 11 games and all of a sudden just turn it on. So, I, I think this is uh, Cleveland's time to shine. It would have been awesome to see them win the NBA championship and then win the World Series. I think that would have been great for Cleveland. It's a shame it didn't happen, but I was also happy to see the Cubs win last year. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right, Mr. Webb. I know I just rambled on, and you sat there for you spent more time on hold during this conversation than you've been talking. Uh, Eric, what, what are the chances of getting you in the studio one of these days, my friend? Oh, I'll make it eventually. I'll, okay. I'll let you know when I can. All right, awesome, Eric. You're on uh, Twitter. Yep, E Web BSP on Twitter. Awesome, buddy. All right, brother. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you same next uh, next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> thanks for having me. You guys take have a good care. Night. All right, buddy. So. That's that's how we do it with uh, Mr. Webb. He listens to me ramble. He laughs. We get him off the phone. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. All right. So we're going to have Howard Beck from uh, Bleacher Report on in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, media Day Media Day is the official beginning of training camp. We're going to start and uh, get this thing rolling. I got to tell you, um, this is the weirdest NBA offseason I think I've ever been a part of. And I mean, I'm just being honest about it as much um, – as much as I think Cleveland's going back to the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference and you look around the rest of the teams, 
Um, the Western Conference just got very much, much more competitive also. And if you look at, yeah, the top three are staying the same. I think it's Warriors, Spurs, and Rockets are the top three. I put Oklahoma City four. I put Minnesota five. And then the rest, the, the teams, the, the remaining playoff teams from last year, they're not there. Utah's not there. The Clippers. The Clippers are not there. Uh, who was the AT? The Portland Trailblazers. You can make an argument that they might be there, but they have no front line. So, um, and that's going to hurt my friend Brooke Osman, who's the, uh, you know, the sideline reporter for me. She does a great job out there. I just read her story. I did an interview with her for our special in the business feature we do on Back Sports page. I did an interview with her, and after I did the interview, I, I it's like I, I do things backwards on them. I'll do the interview, then I'll do the research for the story. I did the research on her, and while she was on her honeymoon, her, her husband passed at the age of 27, had a heart condition. And so I didn't know that. So I, once I saw the story, I saw the story today, I shot her an email just saying, I want to let you know, like, I was doing doing some background stuff, and I saw this, and I just want to let you know how strong of a person I think you are, and I admire you for your strength. And she wrote back, she's like, that was a very nice email. I don't know where I'm going with the story. Oh, Portland. Okay. So, yeah, Portland. So I think that um, Anthony hates when I do that. <laughs> I'm like, where am I going? And nice Anthony story. looks at me and goes, what are you talking about? It's a very nice story. I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> it's a very nice story, but what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, you know, so Portland's going to be there. So I, I think that you can make an argument that Denver's going to be in there. I think you can make an argument that uh, I don't think Memphis is back. You know, I don't. I don't think they're that good. So I'm just trying to figure out who's really there, Western Conference wise. I, I, I still just think that the war is gonna. It's not even gonna be like a competition. It might be a competition as far as win losses, but going on championship game wise, it's gonna be Warriors in there. Yeah, you could say Cleveland too, but the Warriors are gonna win. And with all the other sports being at like competitive, like within the league, the NBA kind of annoys me. Because, like, it's just so not competitive. Like, you know who's going to be in the playoffs. You know who's going to be in the finals. No, I know. I, That's I, banana, Bowden. <laughs> team, team banana. <laughs> I think that if Carmelo and Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul and LeBron James all play together, I think whatever team they have, they should have yellow uniforms. I think that would be absolutely amazing. I think that would be the, the humor in it would be would be awesome. I think the, the humor of it would be absolutely awesome. So I um so we're, we're gonna get Howard back on the line to uh, jump in with us with for NBA talk. Again, want to th- really quickly thank James Cratch for coming on. Uh, for those who are tuning in looking for Steve Spanup, Steve, uh, I, I don't want to keep harping on it, and it's, it's not, and I don't even mean to use the words harping on it, but uh, Steve is uh, taking, I guess, a little f- siesta from the show or taking a little leave of absence. Uh, stepped away from the show. He is uh, he's going to be doing stuff with his family and looking for some other projects. He's working a lot. Uh, so he and I mutually agreed to uh, part ways for the show for right now. So when you go on Facebook and Twitter, you're going to start seeing the pictures and stuff like that changing pretty much back to me. I have not decided if we're going to do a co-host or if Anthony's just going to sit in and I, I'm going to help bring him along as well. We're going to figure all of that out uh, in the next week or, week or two. This happened on Monday. I was a little bit busy this week. I did not have time to put the time into really figure out what we're going to do. But uh, for, I just want to wish Steve all the best and say thank you um, f- for all of his help. And, you know, I really appreciated him being a part of it. And so that's just, you know, what we do. And, you know, he's, he's always going to be a big part. He's going to be back on with us for small segments. He's, he's an NV- NFL junkie. So we're always going to do the best we can with him. Uh, we're going to miss him on Thursday nights. Uh, okay, so Howard Beck is uh, not available. 
and that's and that's okay. Um, we we got our NBA talk anyway. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna wrap up. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up a little early here tonight. Uh, special again, special thanks to James Cratch for coming on. Uh, Wendy, thank you for coming up, f- coming out from New York. Uh, we're gonna have to have the bagel challenge. That's gonna happen. Uh, Anthony, the bet is on, my friend. The bet is on. Wait, what do I win? Uh, I know what. Well, you'll win a lifetime supply of uh, donuts. Donuts. Yeah, donuts. Uh, my respect. <laughs> That's all I've lived today. My aspirations was to impress you. <laughs> now my life is complete. I, I highly doubt that. Um, <laughs> I highly doubt your life is complete with donuts. <laughs> with that being said, uh, for Anthony Zarita, uh, Wendy Greco, again, you can find the show on Twitter, uh, Off Topic BSP. We are on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Randy BSP. Thank you guys again very much for making us a part of your week. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Again, for my name is Randy Zelia for Off Topic Back Sports Page. Thank you for WRPR Rampo College for making uh, for letting us be up here and make bringing us a part of your week. Till then, see you guys next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace. We're out of here.